it's a sad it's a sad podcast it's a sad cast this week yeah. on the Kane's Country podcast very, very solemn podcast yeah it's um it's emotional for all of us uh, I'm sad Justin are you sad I'm pretty sad I'm not gonna lie it's yeah. a very bad day uh <laughs> Kane's Country podcast I'm Brett Finger Justin Lape is here as always um so let's just, uh, you know, I think the best thing that we can do is just talk about it. So last week, I believe it was the night of the day that we released last week's podcast, the Hurricanes played in Columbus. A series of events, which we'll talk about, ended with, in the dying moments of the second period, Dougie Hamilton going awkwardly into the boards. His skate got stuck on another player's skate. And he fell, and he broke his fibula. Um, very unfortunate, because uh, we were talking about uh, how, we, and to summarize, we were talking about, oh, it'll be fine. Regardless of what they do, the defense, they have Pesci, Slavin, and Hamilton. So it's all good, right? Yep. Uh, wrong. So Hamilton's out for the year. He's more likely than not, he's done for the season. He has surgery. Talk about a big big hit to the Hurricanes. Maybe, maybe the most irreplaceable player on the team. Maybe? Because I don't think anyone can do what Dougie Hamilton does. So yeah, this is this is tough, Justin. Um, where where do you where do we go? I want you to talk to me. I want you to soothe me here. I, I don't know if I can soothe you in any any way, okay. uh, knowing that your number one defenseman is out long term. Um, I guess, you know, if you hold out hope that he can recover like uh, Steven Stamkos did a few years ago when he broke his, I think it was his fibula, but he broke his leg regardless. Um, and he ended up coming back after only two or three months. I don't think you get that optimistic with Hamilton. It sounds like he's going to be a ways away and pretty much even if the Hurricanes make the playoffs, it sounds like he won't be available then. Maybe play it safe and let him come back then. I mean, he, he'll then be going into a contract year, so That's things thing will get me too, yeah. pretty interesting. So I guess it's... I think they're going to play it safe. Yeah, I think they're going to wait and play it safe um, to see how he recovers from this injury, and I know it's a very unfortunate thing because pre-injury, I mean, you're looking to lock him up this offseason. You know, mm-hmm. and not even let him think about going to free agency. Try to keep him here. He seems happy here for sure. But uh, yeah, I, I guess you know it, it is a huge blow to the Hurricanes' defense. I mean, and offense as well. I, he's just so gifted with the puck, um, and such a. It's just like having another fourth forward on the ice. Uh, he's just been having a career year, and honestly, at first it started so hot with John Carlson, and then Carlson cooled off. And Dougie continued to stay hot, so it was almost as if he was going to truly be a Norris candidate, and if not, a Norris winner. Um, And now he won't be involved in that whatsoever, which is very unfortunate because, I mean, for an individual accolade, it seemed like he was very deserving of that. And, um, you know, it just just stinks. Uh, And also, shout out to uh, Stormy, who's no longer taking pictures pre-game. So it's still pretty tough for him. Yeah, um, I kind of thought about it uh, when you were talking um, about him being in a contract year next year. I kind of get reminded of Kevin Durant, um, how he got hurt, 
and whether they rushed him back or not or whatever happened there that's a very messy situation that went down he came back for the finals and got hurt again he tore his achilles um obviously this is very different different sports different people um but if the hurricanes want to keep dougie long term and they value the future over what could be a short playoff run or a long playoff run whatever we don't know uh this upcoming summer um and he's entering the final year of his deal i i part of me wonders if that plays into a role with how fast they want to rush him back um obviously hamilton knows how much he's loved here uh i think they posted a picture today on their social media of just tons of get well letters like handmade stuff from tons and tons of people for Dougie Hamilton. So obviously we all know that he feels very um, at home here. Um, But knowing that you're going to be negotiating a contract with him, maybe that plays a role in, you know, taking good care of him. If, if, if you read on what I'm saying, somewhat similar to Kevin Durant. Um, But you know, it's, it's definitely a, there's a lot of stuff going on. I get that comparison. I think that's a fair comparison. Um, yeah, unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, Durant has <laughs> multiple championships and MVP and all that stuff to fall back on. But you know, I think um, Dougie has been fantastic, and it's it's just a really tough loss, and it makes our conversation last week sound irrelevant. Um, and it's just now that those bottom four defensemen have to truly step up. Um, and and be better. I mean, they're going to need them down the stretch, and whether they find outside help as well, I guess we'll see. But they definitely, as we said last week, have the assets for it. Yeah, and and we were talking last week. I I think we kind of brushed off the whole trade for a defenseman thing. I think we were kind of in wait and see. Um, Now it seems a lot more possible to me. Um, So we can revisit that, that conversation. When you're looking at the blue line, you of course you have Slavin, who was voted by the PHWA in that same uh, voting to be the best defensive defenseman in the NHL, which I have no quarrel with. I think I don't think there's anybody better than him in the defensive zone. Obviously, Jacob Slavin, also very elite, as as is Dougie Hamilton, um, in different ways, obviously, but both very good. So, yep. so you have you. Hamilton's a number one defenseman in this league. Slavin's a number one defenseman in this league. Pesci's probably a two, number two defenseman. Um, so, in theory, and we've seen Slavin Pesci be very, very good over the years. So, when the Hurricanes need it, they're going to have a stout shutdown D pair in in those two, and then. You look at the rest. So you have Jake Gardner, you have Joel Edmondson, Hayden Fleury, and Trevor Van Riemsdyk. That's not overly inspiring for for your the remaining four after two great defensemen and Slavin Pesci. Um, it's it's tough. Um, Jake Gardner, I think, has been a lot better recently. I don't know what what you think about him as of late, but I think he's noticeably, noticeably better defensively. And I hope that 
for the Hurricanes' sake, uh, he will build off of that in the second half. Uh, what are your thoughts on Gardner? The the rest of it, because um, they, they, they need they need like you said the bottom four to step up. Well, I think with Gardner, I mean, obviously you you posted some stats today regarding his PDO. Like you know, things are starting to turn around a little bit for him, um, but. Uh, I think uh, it's still a disappointment as of now. Um, yeah, as of now is unquestionably. Yeah, and and I think the thing that's surprising is like, yeah, he's had a few defensive lapses, um, but you know, and Toronto fans were, they knew this, they knew this with Gardner yeah, and I think, Riley. I think everyone knew it. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the thing that's most alarming to me is just not producing as much offensively. Um, but I guess now he truly might have a chance to be better um, in terms of offense. But, uh, you know, for his career, he's been pretty solid on the back end in that aspect, but only 13 points this year. I, I thought he would be farther along. I think, um, well, one, he's on he's on the second power play unit with a bunch of guys who can't put the puck in the net. That doesn't help, obviously. And then also, and that's not saying that he's been a power play maestro by any means. Let's not pretend like that's what I'm saying either. Um, he can be better. He needs to be better. And then at even strength, he's seeing roughly five fewer minutes than he usually does because he's usually around two, 20 to or twenty and a half to twenty one minutes, and he's been at sixteen for most of the year or sixteen and a half somewhere in that range. So you're talking four to five minutes of difference there in ice time to go with the fact that he's not on a first power play unit, et cetera, et cetera, and. You know it's it's tough to put up the numbers there, but at, on the flip side, he in the limited minutes he is getting, he hasn't really shown that he should be getting more minutes. So it's kind of that weird situation. But now he's going to get more minutes. I think you know he's averaged about twenty twenty one minutes over the last three games. Um, I think I think he's looked really good. So hopefully that continues. But yeah, just wanted to add that about Gardner. Yeah, um, I. You know, prior prior to our or post of our conversation a week ago, I I still think that with Gardner not performing and now Hamilton out, I think they look for an offensive defenseman if one's even available on the market. I'm not sure, but um, they got to fill this hole at least somewhat. You know, you're not going to be able to repair the hole completely, but you could put some tape over it at least. <laughs> Um, because otherwise you're going to have a sinking ship if, if, you know, you lose someone of that value and it's just, it's really tough to overcome. So hopefully Garner turns a corner and, and some of the other guys can step up. And, you know, when you talk about replacing Hamilton, obviously everyone knows you can't replace Dougie Hamilton. Uh, definitely not with one player. So I think what you have to do is patchwork, kind of like you said, you got to bring in multiple skill sets. Uh, you have to bring it together to replicate what Hamilton does. Because obviously you're not going to get 23 and a half minutes of one of the best defensemen in the league on both ends of the ice. So there's that. And when you talk about a mobile offensive defenseman, is there one in Charlotte? Uh, what do you think? Well, I guess Jake Bean is the only logical um, that's who i was referring to yeah yeah i think i think he's the only logical choice there but i guess it's just you know brandon moore's had like every kind of 
old school style coach, which I think you can kind of refer to Brandon Moore as that. I think he does. He walks the line a little bit with both, but he kind of has the same tendency with rookies. And it started with Andre Svechnikov last year, based on where he placed him on his line and the minutes he was getting. Um, same could be the case if they brought up Jake Bean. I mean, he doesn't have too much faith in his rookies. And if he doesn't trust Hayden Flurry enough, I'm not sure he trusts Jake Bean enough to to actually give him ample time. But, um, you know, I, I think sooner or later you're going to have to take a, a punch at seeing what you got down there, whether it is Bean or Prisky. So um, if not, then I don't know. It's got to be something exterior. Yeah. And I think if, you know, you see, because I wrote a piece today grading the, the defense so far this year. I wasn't so hot on Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Uh, he was my lowest graded guy. And look, if he doesn't play well and and you need a defensive guy, then, you know, there's Gustav Forsling, there's maybe Roland McEwen. Um, there are options down there, um, basically, is, is what I'm trying to get across. But, yeah, it seems much more possible that they look around for help on the blue line, which again, when we said we talked about last week, we're like, eh, we'll see. But now it's like, okay, maybe. And there's, there's going to be a period here after the all-star break where there's going to be some proving uh, games for guys like Flurry and Van Riemsdyk, Gardner, really everybody other than Slavin and Pesci. So, um, That'll be really interesting to watch. And speaking of interesting to watch, you're going to be watching Jacob Slavin at the All-Star game now that Hamilton's out. Uh, very deserving. Yeah? That's a, that's a pointed question, Brett. That's a pointed question. I think he is absolutely deserving, but maybe not in this kind of instance. Um, I understand they were kind of probably the the crew or the committee all-star committee or however the league wants to figure it out they had to appoint a defenseman but if you're talking about best player this year to fill in behind hamilton as the hurricanes representative it's not jacob slavin i don't believe that do you um, i mean i know they had to choose a defenseman but I if mean, it's if it's anybody else it's either sebastian ajo or andre sveshnikov but i, I understand I, they had to, I would do, had to go defenseman I would say it's Tavo Teravainen. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, 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 I mean, he was last man in too, or he well, was well, well. In comparison, in in with regards to the forwards, I would say it's Tavo Teravainen or maybe Svechnikov. Aho isn't that far behind. I'm, it's not like he's been bad by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. He's still on pace for what forty goals. Um, I'll, I think they take that. I think they take 40 goals. So that's that's but, the weird thing but, to me is like, well, if you have, if the league wants to make something where they have Tara Vinen as the last man in candidate, if an injury happens or if, that say, was the player, yeah. say, the player declines to go because that happens, and I mean, it is St. Louis and they're going to have a winter storm, I believe. Um, you Look, know, I'm sorry. Like, I'll just say it. Yeah. Um, my idea of a celebration of elite um athletes and you know glamorous all that uh st louis in late january doesn't really uh strike me as that i 
Yeah, I understand the league making it a, a rotation. D- D- Dylan thing. Larkin even said <laughs> he, he said don't vote for me for last man in because he didn't <laughs> want to go. He wanted yeah. the rest instead. I think a yeah. lot of players feel that way. I mean, obviously, some players want the, the want the extra vacation without a doubt. But you know, it is a very cool ac- accolade, you know, to be voted on by fans and peers. Um, yeah. But I, I think, look, if the league wants to continue to do this, I. I'm fine with the All Star Game. Like you know, it's every league has its All Star Game. It is what it is. It's just a celebration of elite elite talent for that year. Um, you know, I don't think any they should do away with it. But yes, I think if you to make the players enjoy it more, put it in constantly in Florida or constantly in like California, constantly in California, or maybe even constantly. I know it sounds stupid, but maybe even constantly in Toronto. I mean, at least even yeah, it might I mean, be cold there, but it's this huge celebration of hockey there, and it would be. I think the fan or the players would probably really enjoy being there. So yeah, that's just um, that, that just feels like you know growing the game mode and you know trying to get to all all the teams. And yeah, it, yeah, I understand it, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but again, back to the topic. It it just seems weird to me. Like you know, who they're not really playing like true positions in this game. So why not have your last man in candidate? fill in for your injured player it, to me it doesn't make sense so i think slavin has been an all-star for us the past few years and i mean he's he brings it every single night but is he deserving this year i don't think so i don't wow. think so. i um, mean i don't think i'm not trying to make a hot take here i just think no no yeah Tavo teravayan sveshikov or aho is more deserving you'd say they're year. more deserving this year this year alone absolutely well, yeah, it's just this year, for sure. Yeah, I mean, prior years, yeah, we kept saying, where's our votes for Slavin for Norris? I mean, he's fantastic at what he does. I mean, He'll get some this year, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Especially if down the stretch he, you know, stays strong, grabs, you know, some attention with some plays. I mean, you'll constantly see Jeff posted the of, fact of that him he, making yeah. insane plays. So. Yeah, like the fact that the PHWA voted him the best defensive defenseman in the league, that was pretty... Um, I mean, I I feel that way. I don't think anyone's better than him in that regard. Nope. But to see it, you know, because it wasn't just more than like a year ago. We were talking about how he was still underrated. And it feels like in the last year, you know, they see him in the playoffs. He had such a good playoff. Um, and he's been so good this year to, you know, it's it's kind of, it's, it's changed a lot. Because now people view him in a pretty different light. They, people know who Jacob Slavin is and they know how good he is. Um, so with that, I'm going to say that, yes, I think he does deserve it. And here's why. Um, if you're talking an all-star type of, you know, like skills, offensive flair, all that, Slavin probably isn't that, right? We all know Slavin's game. I feel like he is one of the very best defensemen in the league. I think that Dougie Hamilton is this season. Dougie Hamilton has been probably in the top three. I think Slavin's probably been in the top seven or eight. I really feel that way. Um, he's been excellent this year. And, you know, in the game since Hamilton went out, I mean, he's playing like 26 minutes a night and they've allowed what, like, <laughs> three goals over the last three games and Slavin's been playing almost half the game um I think he deserves to be there um I'm not saying Terrifying doesn't deserve it because I think he also does I think 
there are a number of players who deserve it. Um, I don't view it as Slavin not being deserving, though. I view it as there were a bunch of good options, and you know the defenseman got hurt, and just so happens that the Hurricanes have two of the top seven or eight defensemen in the league, and it makes sense. Fair, fair take, fair yeah. take. Um, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Um. So let's, you know, we that there were games played. Um, this isn't just a memorial service for Dougie Hamilton's fibula. This is a this is a podcast about the Hurricanes. Uh, so we'll move it along. The Hurricanes went two and one this week. It could have been, or no, they went two zero oh, and one. They lost in overtime to the Ducks, so they went two zero oh, and one. Not bad. Actually, they went two one and one. Oh, what what is it, Brett? Please they went two one and one. Columbus they lost to Columbus in regulation. That was the Dougie Hamilton game. Uh, then they lost to the Ducks in overtime, and then they beat the New York Islanders in a shootout, and then they beat the Winnipeg Jets four to one. Yes, and Justin Williams Justin made Williams his debut back. against the Islanders. He scored the game winner in the shootout. And then, oh my goodness, he scored twice in the next game. Goal yeah. per game. Yeah. Remember remember when I said, oh, you know, I think you can expect nothing more than 10 to 15 goals out of him. I mean, he might come in and post 30 at this rate. But... <laughs> he is on pace for 34 this year. Isn't wow. that crazy? 34 wow. goal season for Justin the Austin Matthews Memorial number. Um, yes. because his career is dying in Toronto where they oh. will never make the playoffs. I'm just kidding. Oh, uh-huh. well, kidding. Well, kidding. the Hurricanes hope that they don't, and they hope yeah. that they finish, like, 11th in the Absolutely. draft lottery. Yeah. Yep, that would be fantastic. Oh, man, can you imagine that uh, top 15 or maybe, pick this year and the playoffs? Oh, man. Or maybe what if they what if they make the playoffs? Or no, what if uh, – wait, what, what am I – so it is if yeah no, if they, what if they they need to finish ninth in the draft lottery right or 10th so that it would carry over to the next year it'd be like a senator situation and then the next year they need to do terrible and get the first overall pick and that pick it would be going to carolina yeah that's true uh but anyway. what if they what if they go but they have the option toronto even if they miss say they want to go ahead and give it to us I mean that might not I mean, be. I I feel like Toronto case, would. I think but... Toronto would rather have the ninth pick because I feel like they think they're going to be good next year, right? Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, a great, great um, debut for Justin Williams. Kind of a storybook ending uh, in a very tight game, and then Winnipeg game. I mean, just two fantastic plays, and he just drove the net for both of them. Um, Tavo Teravainen lacing a great pass, and Andre Sveshnikov as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, he he was the added boost they needed after after that Hamilton injury. Uh, you know, I, I I wonder how yeah how he continues to to factor into this lineup and whether it's going to be a consistent thing. Are we going to see him in that first game after the All Star break, or you know, is it going to kind of still be on a rotational basis? I don't think you could take. Jordan Martinuk is another kind of energy guy and good in the room. I I, I don't see the benefit in taking him out too much. Uh, maybe Brock McGinn well, deserves. Know, been, a... he, you know, he had the the surgeries, and you can you can kind of yeah. load manage him a little bit. Yeah, and as you said, load manage with Halla just based on his injuries. Um, There's been McGinn... some interesting stuff about Halla recently. Yeah. Have you 
I mean, would you like to elaborate on the interesting stuff? Um, well, Michael Russo, um, the athletic writer, uh, the writer for The Athletic in Minnesota, he covers the wild. Uh, very well connected. He knows a lot. Apparently, he said, uh, just kind of off cuff uh, on his podcast a couple of days ago, I think, that Eric Halla and Rod Brindamore aren't seeing eye to eye and how Halla might be on the way out. So, wow. And then also, he was a healthy scratch a couple of nights ago against uh, Winnipeg before the break. So, I, I mean, wow. we'll that's, see. That's Did you not know about of, this? Uh, no, I did not. Um, that's actually new to me. But I, yeah. it's kind of like a beginning of a trend because, I mean, like last year was kind of the spark plug of Michael Furland, and then he kind of just yeah. disappeared, even though the word on the street was that he wasn't 100% injured the whole time. Um, so he was healthy scratched a few times there, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, um, and then now yeah. and now this. So. Well, wow. I, I feel like the Furland thing was kind of a uh... – well, you know what? I'm not going to go into it. Um, I don't want to say something I shouldn't say. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely peculiar and we'll see what happens. Uh, obviously Hall is great. He fits great. Um, but yeah, anyway, back to the, to the conversation about how you play him. Um, I think Martin Nook is probably a guy that's going to come in and out of the lineup. Justin Williams, I mean, he was already back on the power play in that second game. He wasn't on the first game, but he was on the second game. And I believe it was his first shift on the power play. He deflected that Teravainen feed to the middle of the ice, and it worked. I think I think the timing is, is good for a lot of reasons. Um, for starters, it's a big pick-me-up for the Hurricanes to get Williams now. Right after Hamilton got hurt, I think the Hamilton injury could have really hurt more than just you know taking the guy out of the lineup. There's obviously you know kind of like a shock and kind of like an ah, uh, damn it kind of thing. And, you know, you bring Williams back, and I think he injects some life back into them. Um, and then also, I think that on the power play in, in particular, adding that right shot back on the power play, I think they need they need a right shot on there. And um, Williams can be that as like a mid-slot kind of net front tweener guy who can, uh, you know, be a right shot that can, that can play on that power play. So, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, moving on to another topic is the Charlotte Checkers, man. They are unbelievable right now. We kind of talked about that last week, but then they kept winning. Um, they're now third in their division as of yesterday. Um, That's insane. And, and, yeah, I mean, they've really just absolutely turned it around. Uh, winners of, I believe, five straight? Five straight, yes. Uh, they're damn straight. near pulling a Hurricanes from last season. Yeah, and and 10 out of the last 12, um, just really on a roll. And I think, again, they just found goal scoring. I mean, if you look at some of just quickly scroll through some of the numbers from January and December and then go back to October and November, yeah. they just weren't scoring goals, and that was a problem. But now they found their offense, their power play has moved into the top 10, Penalty kill still remains the best in the league. And, you know, they're getting the goaltending they need in some of these games. So, and Nadalkovich yeah. is going to the All-Star game now. Yeah, so after wasn't a great start for him, 
you know, we talked about that Great earlier, but yeah. I mean, he's really, he's really turned it around. So, um, yeah, they're rock and rolling and, and looking good heading into February. So, um, if they continue on this pace or even, you know, just maybe even a 500 pace the rest of the way, they, they could be competing for a spot. So, um, you know, I, I said at the beginning of the year, it's going to be tough for them to repeat. I still believe that's the case, but, uh, I, I'd be surprised if this doesn't continue and they, they don't get into a playoff spot. So I, I really think they're going to they're gonna be a factor, and, and we'll see where it goes from there. They're good enough to, to make a little run there because it's never been an issue of, like, I think it was just always a thing of if they got the talent together on the same page and they started clicking, they can be really, really good. And they're kind of putting that on display now. And you talked about the power play. Jake Bean's been really good, um, which is why he's really be, being talked about a bit now as a call-up option. Um, elsewhere, uh, Dominic Bach has been lighting the Swedish Hockey League on fire ever since returning from World Juniors. He had one goal in 24 SHL games this year, the 19-year-old. He went to World Juniors to represent uh, Germany. He had six goals and nine points in seven games, so he had a great tournament. Came back after scoring one goal in 24 games from the SHL. He scored six in his first five games back in the SHL. Uh, Five-game goal streak. So, look at him. Wow. Yeah. Or um, return for Justin Falk, 2017 yeah, not, first rounder. Not a bad trade. In... 2018 first rounder, yeah. Can't hate, the, hate that trade. I mean, kind of, you know, had our hands tied and seemed like things needed to change but if, yeah if Bach pans out then I think they gotta be pretty happy and he's yeah. looking good right now I'd say he has more than a 25% chance of uh, making it alright I'll take those percentages uh, what's the percentage that this podcast is over for today 100% alright so we're gonna call it a wrap uh, as we head into our all-star break probably uh, not a podcast next week uh obviously no games so not much to talk about yeah so um the following week we'll we'll see you guys there's a again. big trade then maybe yeah. that'd be cool that'd be they cool. should make it well they shouldn't make a big trade well maybe they should who knows that'd be huge just go get somebody massive get drew like Dowdy Zidane, out of like la no chara no that's you mean physically or yeah okay. oh okay of stature stature come on of, right. like professional stature or physical stature uh let's say professional let's say professional okay Zidane Ochara man I can't believe that guy's still working <laughs> <laughs> yeah Boy. I mean he's he's almost at the age where he's not allowed to drive a car anymore and yeah, yeah he's getting old he's getting old what kind of Dying car does so. Zidane Ochara drive by the way do you know probably probably like an my guess like an Escalade or something you know he needs, he needs a lot like, of like <laughs> Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like Shaq in that Buick commercial. Does he really fit fit in that Buick? Probably not. That's a good. That's a good point. What does uh, Ming Yao or Yao Ming drive? Oh, now oh, it's tough. We'll, it's we'll tough. spend the week off. He just has. Uh, he just we'll, has we'll to sit the in the bed of a truck. Yeah, he. He. he well, the, all these people are very wealthy. I'm sure that they. Yeah, uh, they have people driving them. Well, I don't know if that's true. Taxi. I mean, uh, okay. you got. Um, you got, uh, you know, I'm just gonna say it. You know, there, are plenty of athletes drive themselves around. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Anyways, <laughs> we're off topic. 
this is it for the Canes Country podcast. This Follow is it. Country this is over forever. At Canes Country on Twitter, Canes Country PX on Instagram, and like Canes Country on Facebook. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, all the platforms, Google Play, all that stuff. You know what it is. You know what it is. Please, but but rate us though. I mean, they're pretty cool. Be pretty cool. Um, you follow Brett at Brett underscore Finger on. Twitter, he's always got great stats. Jeffs, you say it, he's got it. Um, as for me, at Lanky Lape, uh, I don't got it. I have a column like once a week, and that's about it. They're great. Though. I really don't hold any value on Twitter outside of that. I used to. I've retired a little bit, a step back. I'm taking a mid-season hiatus and then returning the to the team. Mid-season hiatus that started over the summer. Yeah, that started over the summer, <laughs> and then returning to the team later on when my content will be appreciated. Um, I will actually. Be... You're doing like, you're you're doing what like if Saku Mainalainen returned halfway through the year. Oh my gosh, that'd it, be that would be that that'd be your return. That would be great. What's I forgot uh, about that guy. I know, right? Oh, I thought about him randomly the other day. I was like, Saku Mainalainen. He's a person that exists. Yeah. They still own, they still have his rights, so you never know. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. What's happen. We'll see. Um, I'll actually be at the next game, believe it or not, against Vegas. So I'll oh, believe it. Gonna go to the russia and see his khl games no, no. we should Big do that we should, uh, we should have a viewing party of yokerit aren't they that's a, actually that's aren't actually they a great team though it's actually in in finland but they're in the khl yeah they're a good team main alliance yeah. of what about very, red star what about red star they that's i think so yeah isn't that the team that kirill kaprizov is on or maybe he's not i don't know maybe. ska you know it's good um, yep. csk moscow yeah, um, and what team is uh, Peter Kachikov on? Is he still? Because he was on uh, SKA Saint there for for a, or he was on St. Petersburg for a minute there, and yeah, yeah. Well, SKA St. Petersburg. Donnie got traded. Do you oh, think? Interesting. Well, what, where is so? I do. It. Well, he he you know he he's he's been bouncing around a little bit. You know, he was with uh, the in the VHL a little bit. He went to. Um, Vityaz Podolsk for a little bit, and uh, now he's with uh, Ruski Vityazy Vit- uh, Chekhov. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. You're butchering this. It's time for us to go. All right, have a great week. We'll see you guys in two weeks, and goodbye. Bye.